Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. Welcome back to this episode of Off the Boards. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me is Go Tigers 247 founder Brooks Hansen to talk about some massive news, Brooks. Uh, as we've been expecting over the past few days, uh, Ryan Silverfield has been named Memphis's head coach. Uh, like I said, it's something that we've been expecting. Uh, obviously, Memphis's athletic department wanted to do their due diligence, but ultimately felt that Ryan Silverfield was the man for the job. What is your reaction to the news, Brooks? Well, I mean, I think that it's massive in that Memphis wrapped this up quickly. They were obviously prepared, you know, with with Mike Norvell speaking in his, you know, press conference and interview with Florida State that he met with Florida State during Memphis's bye week back in November. Memphis obviously had kind of a heads up that they needed to be on the the prowl, so to speak, for a new head coach. And and this quick decision shows that they were prepared and ready to make the right decision quickly. Silverfield is the only guy who was a part of Mike Norvell's staff the entire time he was there that was a member of two 10-plus win seasons. Uh, you know, in those two seasons – he he guided helped guide Memphis to a twenty two and four record. Um, has had accolades across the board uh, in his time at Memphis. He's been named consistently a top five recruiter by two four seven Sports in the American Athletic Conference. So it's it's big. Memphis can get on with the show now. Yeah, and I, and I feel like there were some good candidates out there for sure, some guys with ties to Memphis, but this, to me, is the right hire. This is the perfect hire. It makes hire. the most sense. It, it makes so much sense. I know, I know it is a big jump to go from an offensive line coach to a head coach, but you have to take everything else into account. Deputy head coach, run game coordinator, offensive line coach. This man has held a ton of titles for Memphis throughout his tenure there. Uh, he was right. He's been right hand man to Norvell pretty much the entire time. Uh, has brought so much continuity to the staff, to the players. Uh, has has developed some incredible offensive linemen that probably would not have succeeded anywhere else. When you look at the size of the guys that he's worked with. Um, whether it's guys like Dustin Water who's undersized, or Dylan Parham who's undersized, or Javon Tate who was undersized, it didn't matter because Ryan Silverfield is such a good coach that he got the best out of them, and that is what you want in a head coach. You want a developer, and as you mentioned, he's a great recruiter, which is also what you want. You want a guy that can recruit and develop talent. That's what Norvell was. That's what Silverfield is. Uh, and to me, the biggest thing is you're going to keep the vast, vast majority of that 2020 class they spent a lot of time working on this class. It's one of the best classes in school history as of right now. And from everyone that I've spoken with that is currently committed, they wanted Ryan Silverfield. That's who they wanted. That's who they wanted to stick with. I think you'll see, like I said, the vast majority of guys stick with Memphis because this was the hire. In my opinion, you could not rip, rip this class apart a week and a half before signing day. It's just not something you could do. You can't afford to do that. 
whoever you bring in, if that happens, it is such a terrible situation. Um, and it can, it can set a program back if you can't recruit at that level. So all across the board, to me, this hire makes perfect sense. Um, Ryan Silverfield showed when he was named interim head coach that he has a ton of passion for this job. He loves this city. He loves the program. Uh, the support that he got was absolutely mind-blowing. Whether, <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> why, why, see, why do these things have to happen to me, Brooks? Um, but anyway... Now that I'm I'm done with my puberty phase, um, I think you've seen s- some incredible support for Ryan Silverfield, whether it be from commits, current players, former players, uh, really all around uh, this region, this area. Players that are connected to the program have shown an incredible amount of support for Ryan Silverfield, and to me, that tells you all you need to know. If if everyone around the program thinks that this is the guy for the job, then it probably is. And um, I think it's a big-time day. I think it's a big-time day for the program to, to be able to move on now. That it, This is out. It's done. You don't have to worry about coaching search anymore. You worry about finishing out this 2020 class strong and going to win the Cotton Bowl, and that's what matters. I mean, just look at Silverfield's pedigree. I mean, people are like, uh, you know, he's never been a head coach uh, in Division One, and that's fine. But, I mean, just look at, one, some of the players he's worked with, too. Everywhere he's been, he's played a different role in helping build offensive juggernauts. He he's been, you know, he played a role in uh, Jacksonville University, UCF, Toledo, Minnesota, Detroit, uh, Arizona State. Where else has he been? Is that it? I think that's it. Yeah, that's other other than being a high school head coach in yeah. Florida. I, th- I think that's it. Yeah, so and you look at all of those. He he did things with QBs, offensive uh, coordinator, uh, offensive analyst, uh, offensive line, offensive quality control. He's been all over the place in terms of what he's done to understand how to put put out a a high uh, volume. Uh, highly efficient offense, and that's what Memphis needs. We talked about that earlier on this week's episode of Tigers in 20. Memphis's template up until this point with the last two hires has been go to an offensive, kind of almost like an offensive genius-minded coach, put him into the equation that seems to work within the American, and let him do his thing. Um, so Silverfield knows this roster. He knows what he's got coming back. He knows the system, what works well for these players, what works well for the recruits that he's got coming in. So this, to me, it it felt like maybe there were some people that were like, Memphis needs to overthink this, think outside the box, look nationally, try to find a, a guy that's not uh, Mike Norvell or Justin Fuente disciple and try to go with somebody else, maybe that has head coaching experience. But to me, that was always going to be just trying way too hard and overthinking this process, ignoring the obvious choice right in front of you. Yeah, and you mentioned it on the episode of Tigers in 20 earlier this week, and I think it was a fantastic point uh, when you talked about trying to find that, that guy that's had head coaching experience at a program like Memphis, it's like that almost never works out because never. 
if that if that if he's been a head coach elsewhere and had success, it was probably at a higher level program. And there's a reason that he's coming back to a program like Memphis to coach. I mean, look at look at Tubby Smith. I know it's basketball, but it's a similar situation. Uh, it's somebody that was a respected head coach came back and really wasn't built for it anymore. So I love the idea of hiring an up and coming guy. I mean, Silverfield has been mentioned as one of the the top position coaches in the country, not in the American Conference, in the country over the past several years of being at Memphis, and th- and that means something. I mean, when you're when you're mentioned among some of the top position coaches in the country as a guy that works at Memphis, uh, which is a school that doesn't get a ton of credit, it says a lot about you. And also, like I mentioned earlier, the support that he get also gets also says a lot about him. The reaction that the players had when it was announced that he was the interim coach says a lot. So uh, when you look at it from the 30,000-foot view, when you look at it from every aspect, it, it makes total sense. I think it's much better than going and hiring somebody that's had experience as a head coach. Um, and like I said, there there could be other experiments that, that could have worked out with other candidates. Um, but as far as just keeping the class intact, limiting transfers, limiting guys that are going to leave the program, this was the hire to make. And I love how he closed out his, uh, his press conference when he was announced as interim head coach, talking about Brady White uh, and being able to keep him. Because that's massive. Yeah, that was his uh, I, I mic mean, drop. He just basically was like, "You keep me, Brady stays." <laughs> like, you know, and, if I'm the guy, Brady's here. And that's so important to this team's success. I mean, you look at the season that Brady White had, um, and he is so important because Memphis doesn't really have a quarterback behind him that I think could handle the load. Uh, so if Silverfield wouldn't have been the guy and Brady would have left, then it could have been trouble next year. It would have been hard to find a replacement at quarterback, uh, but you keep that continuity. Uh, you keep a ton of players. You keep a ton of recruits. Uh, and, and then, like I said, the cherry on top, the one that's most important is keeping your quarterback, keeping your leader in the locker room, uh, and really from, from all angles. I think I think that Memphis won this higher. I mean, it, to me, it's the best scenario that they could have had outside of keeping Mike Norvell is getting a guy that's been under Norvell, uh, is a great offensive mind, uh, is going to be able to keep more than likely the majority of the staff here with him uh, to, to once again maintain that continuity because that's what Memphis needs in a time like this after losing uh, arguably the best coach. I don't even know if it's really arguable, but probably the best coach in school history is they need a stabilizing factor. You know, they, they don't need to make some crazy hire that's going to make headlines just to do it, you know, just to capture the attention and capture the headlines Hire the guy that's best that best fits the job. Hire the guy that wants to be here, that's passionate about it, isn't looking for a springboard, is just looking to continue building this program. And if it turns out any way that I think it is, I think it, I think it's the perfect hire. Well, just look at the two things that he was primarily responsible for in 2018 and 2019. Run game coordinator, offensive line. And I would say that those two things for Memphis in 2018 and 2019 were pretty damn good. Uh, so you you look at the things that he's responsible for, the things that he takes ownership of, his pedigree, the things he's done, his knowledge of the system, his ability to keep continuity. It's it's 100% hands down the best decision. Memphis made a brilliant move here. So Christian, next up for Silverfield, for head coach Silverfield, December 28th, Cotton Bowl, Dallas, Texas. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. What do you think? I mean, what do you think he does? You, you think he comes out and just goes absolutely berserk and, you know, kind of goes to the extreme of ballsy Mark, Mike Norvell? Or do you think he kind of goes conservative uh, and, and maybe dials things back just a little bit? What do you think? Well, the conservative just doesn't really fit Ryan Silverfield. I mean, he like, like I said, he's a stable factor. He's continuity, but he's not complacent. He's not someone that's going to say, you know, we made it this far. We've had a lot of change in the program. A lot of things go on. I'm new. So let's just kind of try to go out there, hang with them, play conservative. I think he's going to come out and be aggressive and, and go try to win a, win that football game, be 13-1, and one. Uh, potentially crack the final top 10, which would be just incredible for this program. Uh, so I, I, I think in a game like that, which will obviously be his first game as head coach, you pull out all the stops. Uh, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you to lose. So go out there, leave everything on the field, uh, and be as creative as you possibly can. You have plenty of time to prepare, uh, especially, you know, he doesn't have to look over his shoulder now. And this is something that we've talked about with this program uh, specifically when you think at, think back Brady White, David Moore, coming into this year, we talked about Brady White not having to look over his shoulder. It's that way with Ryan Silverfield now. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He knows he's the guy. He knows the program's in his hands. Uh, so go out there, put in a hell of a game plan, um, and, and, and go try to win the game. I mean, Penn State's a really, really good football team that's good on both sides of the ball, especially on the lines on both sides of the ball. Um but this is one where you just you throw caution to the wind and you go win a football game. And I, and I think uh, Silverfield, much like Norvell would in this situation, is going to go try to pull out all the stops and, and really, really put a bow on the best season in school history. I couldn't agree more. There's nothing for him to lose. There's, there's literally nothing for this Memphis team to lose, for Ryan Silverfield to lose, by just going out there and laying it all on the line. It's, it's almost like – he did in his uh, interim head coach announcement press conference. Ryan Silverfield basically shot a 30-foot jump shot and called game as it was leaving his hand in saying, this is going to be my job during that press conference. You know, that, that, that's a ballsy, you know, in-your-face kind of guy that's, like you said, not exactly conservative. And – you know, I, I think you see a guy who goes out there and just says, you know what, this is the first time we've ever been here. Let's lay it all on the line. Let's go out there and do anything and everything we can to win this game. Uh, so I think we're in for a show on the 28th. Uh, we will be there in Dallas covering that game. It's going to be a tremendous moment in the history of the this Memphis football program. So, Christian, anything else you want to say about Silverfield and Memphis before we wrap this up? I think I got it all out. All right. Obviously, stay tuned to GoTigers247.com. We'll be bringing you more information on Silverfield, his staff as it pans out. Remember, a staff usually takes somewhere between three and four weeks, sometimes up to six weeks to get cemented. Uh, I think they'll try to have it mostly done before the Cotton Bowl. Obviously, I think that would be best. 
Um, so lots to play out. Stay tuned to the site. We'll be bringing you the latest there all day, every day, 24-7. Christian, I got nothing else. You got anything? All good. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. 